We're glad to have Yaya Diamonds. Could you Hi. tell us <laughs> how you got started? Oh, goodness. In podcasting or in singing? Well, which came first? I guess singing. The singing, yeah. Actually, walking came first. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> singing came first. Um, yeah. So I was born into a family of singers. My mom is Evelyn Thomas. She sings the song High Energy. Um, my great uncle, which is my grandfather's brother, is Robert McFerrin Sr., who sang in Porgy and Bess, Raising in the Sun. He was the first Black metropolitan opera singer. His son is Bobby McFerrin. Don't worry, be happy. We have a lot of different people in our family that are just amazing talent uh -huh. and just wonderful. So my mom, um, uh, you know, I think my first experience with music was the potty. I'm not going to lie. Just, yeah. just, just wait a minute. Okay. Just, just <laughs> bear with me for a second. So at, my mom bought me a potty and she sat me on it. And when you use the bathroom, the weight would push it down and it would be music in the potty. Yeah. And I couldn't understand it. I just knew I loved it. So after that, my mom said, I actually potty trained myself. I wouldn't get off the potty. And whenever I had to use the bathroom, I would literally climb out of the crib. By eight months, she was like, she would hear the music come on at night and knew yeah. I was sleeping on the potty. <laughs> wow. So that was my very first experience, knowing that she said, I knew you were going to be a musician. You, mean, you know, it's just, yeah. it was just in your blood. I, I kind of went to school, college, and all that stuff. I toured with my mom for years. So music came first. Yeah. Definitely music came first. Singing. Um, I'm in the music video for High Energy at 11 years old. You can see oh, it there. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> so um, music came first. And then podcasting came in 2006. Um, I actually put it, uh, I actually officially started in 08. I started dabbing in it on 06. Yeah. Um, it, it was because I was depressed, you know, and I needed to find people that were doing things, people that were accomplishing things. I needed that push. And yeah. with me surrounding yourself with people who are, it, I didn't want to surround myself with people who were like-minded. I was depressed. <laughs> so I wanted someone else. Um, the only thing I could think of was, you know, hey, what is this podcasting thing all about? And people wanted to be on it and they wanted to be interviewed. And I was like, okay, I could do that. Yeah. Okay. So when you were doing the music, um, did you see any roadblocks why you just went into the podcasting? Mm. You know, it, there were no roadblocks. Um, yeah. uh, I, I don't, I, how do I say this? Like roadblocks to me are like caution, bad area dead yeah. end you know it's, it's not like roadblocks because to me that's not supposed to happen i'm not supposed to be there let yeah. me get out of here 
really fast. Um, mm-hmm. So I don't believe in roadblocks. I, I do believe in destiny and guidance. Yeah. And so that's, you know, so there were no roadblocks per se. There was, there were obstacles that presented themselves, um, but they weren't something that stopped me. Definitely didn't stop. I just went around them. Okay. The reason I asked was because I know sometimes women say they get in certain situations and then they get turned off from the, the industry. Like, like say I'm Roxanne Chante, mm-hmm. but she said the the business side and everything she she just got turned off. Mm-hmm. It can be very uh, challenging as a woman. Yeah. I'm going to be nice. It can be very challenging as a woman to be in the yeah. music industry. You have to find people who actually respect you and your talent. It is hard. A lot of men uh, are, uh, um, I, I don't want to be rude, mean, and nasty, but I do want to say that as a woman in the music industry, you have to wear your chastity belt Yeah. and put a lock on it and keep it locked. People are going to, they're going to promise you the world. And they're not going to give it to you, oh, yeah. you know. And yeah. so it's um, it's challenging. The music industry can be what you make it, though. Nowadays, you are your own manager. You are your own label. Um, so that makes it a lot easier to put out music that you love. Uh, but it does make it harder for you to reach the audience in a mass way. Um, so, you know, those major labels are still players in the game because they have a big audience, you know, yeah. that they can, they can push to. Um, but if you just love music, do it yourself. Exactly. So what do you think about the podcast business, how it is in 2022 compared to when you just started? Mm. When I first started podcasting, there was this site that I loved and I, I don't remember the name of the site, but everybody was on it. So basically what it was, was a sharing site. I share your stuff, you share my stuff. And we used, I used to reach maybe about two to 3 million people a week because okay. people would just share your stuff. It was just like bang. And it was amazing. Um, I found more podcasts like that and more people like that. Collaborations were easier. Uh, nowadays, it's it's uh it's watered down definitely watered down very hard to reach your audience people don't find you as easy you have to put more money into something that doesn't really give you much money (laughs) um and uh, you know you have to be more creative with your with your podcast you know you a lot of people ask why did I stick with Dream Chasers Radio from 2006 all the way till now it's 2022 and I say because I truly believe that people still need to be encouraged. Okay. Yeah, that sounds similar to how YouTube and Instagram were initially, because I was there at the beginning of the YouTube, and mm-hmm. people used to share your content and used to go viral yeah. much easier than it has in the last five, 10 years. Oh, yeah. So I figured... Oh, yeah. I guess maybe that's just how it is across the board for yes. as more people come in. Yeah. So how did you come up with the Dream Chasers radio? Because there's another rapper that has Dream yeah. Chasers. Well, see, I was the original. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> 
um, I was chasing a dream. I figured, you know, dream chasers, I was chasing the dream. You know, a lot of people say, well, what happens when you capture the dream, when you accomplish your goals? I said, you never really do. And, and they, and they look at me like, well, wait a minute. There are people out there that have done amazing things. Yeah. So I always use a, um, uh, an example of one of the former ladies of the Supremes. She is, a, she was singing with the Supremes, Sherry. She was out yeah. there. She did it. You know, when she went for it, she succeeded and was a Supreme, but that wasn't what she really wanted to do. Yeah. Did you, do you know that she wanted to write and produce plays? And that's what she's doing today. And so it's uh-huh. like, you never really truly capture your dream. You accomplish your goal. Yeah, but your dream is to actually use and f- facilitate, you know, the, all of the the talent that you may have that you're willing to give. That is the dream. So it might be the podcast, it might be singing, but there's other things too. Yeah, that are part of your dream that most people maybe won't know, like sewing your own clothes or something. I mean, you just don't know. It just doesn't. Yeah. It doesn't end until you're gone. Because someone always has a talent for something, just had to find it, mm-hmm. what you're good at. Yeah. And there so, could be multiple things. It's not yeah. just one thing. Yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm. So I've seen some of your interviews. What would you say um, one of your biggest interviews has been so far? Now, the biggest interview has been the Jacksons. For musical were even doing music because my parents kept music going all the time you know they would buy the latest latest records and we had a record player and dancing and just being children and not only that there were a lot of talent shows going on around our neighborhood yeah constantly all the time so we were always entering those talent shows and uh school talent shows or whatever just playing everywhere and uh and that's how we became uh Pretty much successful, but entertaining everywhere and doing a lot of talent shows and winning the trophies and and people started taking notice to us and that's how we uh yeah, they started opening up for some professional acts you know like uh, Gladys Knight and Bobby Taylor Vancouver's and we Mokey Robinson and yeah do the Apollo in New York and that was amazing yes. I did Tito Jackson he was amazing I love him amazing yeah. so um. And I loved interviewing him, but I have to say my most personal and one that has impacted me the most would be Anthony Hamilton. Up in this Pontiac. Yo, with the Pontiac going up and down and everything, yeah. okay? What? I got an old school 71 Kingswood station wagon. What? Gold, it's beautiful. What? My daddy I'm gonna pick you up. That. I'm going to pick you up and you're going to ride out in that thing. Oh my God, you're doing so good. I'm like, yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah, that would be amazing. That mm-hmm. just reminds me of my dad used to work on all those cars. He yeah. loved caddies and Pontiacs and stuff. So that was, yeah, he, I, you know, that yeah, got yeah, me. Right yeah. So, but you got a new album out and a new single. Tell me about that. Well, the new single is out now uh, on my label, my music box. New single, you made a fool of me. Um, only because he 
does so many different collaborations with so many different artists. He is always yeah. everywhere. He he loves collaborations. As a matter of fact, I'm having Lavelle on, back on the show who did a, a collaboration with Anthony. And the biggest thing that touched me was that, okay, so my mother is a single parent. Yeah. And I didn't know that Anthony at the time that he was actually going through what he was going through, he's a single father of like six boys. Yeah. And to me, that's amazing to be in the music industry and to still be able well, to be a part of your your children. So many. Six. Yeah, 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 that's a lot. That's a lot. And he didn't leave. And he didn't leave his boys. Yeah. To, you know, there are so many people out there that says, you know, black men, they don't hang around. That's not true. That's well, not true. That might yeah. be true for some, but that's not true for 100 percent. He was there. Programming and there it is that you want to put out. Yeah. There. Mm -hmm. yeah. So that really, really touched me. I think that that was the and I don't I don't know if he knows that, but it really touched me that he stayed, you know, that he didn't leave as a father. He was in their lives no matter what, it, even if it didn't work out with their mother, he was still there. And that just broke the stereotype for me. It was like, yeah. that's amazing. So to me, that was the most touching for me personally um, that I had. So and, and I've had Chong. Uh, on the show, uh, Tommy Chong on the show as well. That was a really big one. So it was, it, it's, yeah. it's cool. Yeah. So I seen that you also interviewed more Prince Shakur. Yeah. How was, how was that? Because we were the Tupac Center mm -hmm. media outlet before um, Afini passed away. Mm -hmm. So she sold it to a man named Jim Burnett. And mm -hmm. then wow, things, so things got blurry. Got, I, have to, there yeah, I have to look at my phone because real quick, I have to give props and I want to make sure that I get props to Spontaneous. So okay. Spontaneous was actually managed and the girlfriend of Tupac right when he passed away. Oh. And Spontaneous was the one. Uh, and so it was Michael who, Michael who contacted, is a friend of mine who contacted Spontaneous yeah. because he knows her. And spontaneous uh, told Mopreen to be on the show that I was good. So that's how that happened. It was kind of like a chain of a chain yeah, reaction. Yeah. It had nothing to do with who I am or what I can do or who I know. I yeah. truly didn't know this was happening in the background. It, it was good work though. Right. It was just amazing. Um, uh, I work with a lot of different people who know people. And that's just yeah. pretty much. And I develop a, a true friendship. Like we talk on the phone, like, you know, it's not, it's not about, oh, I'm just your friend because you can give me something. Yeah. No, I've been friends with a lot of my friends that I didn't even know they were doing this or who they were in the yeah. music industry. And it didn't matter. They're my friends. And they're like, oh, I know them. I'll get them on your show. What? There's so much that we can take forward with us from the memories of our loved ones. And, you know, me on the outside, I don't know you know, the pain that you guys faced when this happened with Tupac. But what have you been able to take forward with you from him and from being around him into this t today and even in the future? I take with me the fact of the legacy, the little empire we built left the mark. And, um, you know, there's pain, but there's a bit of comfort getting to hear Pac every day. 
you know, mm-hmm. a lot of people lose loved ones. People lose loved ones every day, but they don't get to still hear their voice. Yeah. Hear their energy and, and reminisce on them, you know. Um, I, I, I guess I'm, I'm thankful for that. That's how it came. And Mo Green yeah. is amazing. He is such, he's so precise. He's, he knows what he wants to, and he knows, you know, that, that, he wants to continue his legacy. He wants to continue the the legacy of of, uh, of Tupac. But he, in his own right, is an amazing artist who actually started before Tupac. Yeah, that's that so. Is, yeah. yeah, that yeah. was it. Was great. It was great to have him on the show. It was great. I would love to have him back again. So, if there's any woman out there that is trying to get into the entertainment business or podcasting. What advice would you give them? Don't change. You know, we come into, there's just so many different ways to change, but then you're not who you are for real. I mean, you, you, you are yourself, but you're who they make you out to be is not who you really intended to be. I love, I love, um, I love, I love, uh, um, oh gosh, uh, I can't think of her name right now, but she's she's a rapper, yeah. and uh, she she went out and she's never ever ever compromised her outfits. Missy Elliott, Missy. love her, love her. Yeah, I love her because Missy is an artist. When I look at her, I see an artist. I don't see, and she didn't compromise. If this is what you want, you want to wear the the different clothes or whatever you want, but she never compromised her herself. Yeah. She never did. As far as I can see, you know, so when you go into the music industry, when you go into podcasting, you know, go into it thinking that not everybody is for you and not everybody is going to be on the side of where you're where you want to be you know don't change to fit their narrative stay who you are people will appreciate it and you will have your audience you know it takes what a thousand people to actually supply you with what you need for your entire career just one thousand people and if you can't find those one thousand people who truly love and appreciate what you're trying to give and what you're trying to do with your career and how you're trying to be a motivator and and a mentor and and just an example then you need not to be with those people and i've refused many contracts many and i i could have been this big star but at what price yeah so don't change not unless you want to that's on you but change because you do not because they're telling you yeah yeah Yeah. so i seen something about uh music hall of fame with you yeah that That was kind of cool um last year i got a call from the one of the organizers from the florida music hall of fame and they said you are on the list i said what list what are you talking about? Who are you? <laughs> and they were like, you're on the list for the Music Hall of Fame for Florida. I said, no, I'm not. 
I'm not on no list yeah. of music. Why they put me on the list of music hall of fame? I'm not even like no, <laughs> you know. Yeah. And they're like, no, no, you're somebody nominated you. I'm nominated for the music hall. <laughs> they're like, no, seriously. I laughed at them for about 15 minutes. They sent me the link. I went there and I saw my name and I freaked out. <laughs> I said, oh my gosh. And I ran through my house and I think I bumped and hurt myself. I had a big bruise. I was just like, that's just not possible. So yeah, yeah um, somebody nominated me. I have no idea. You can't nominate yourself. Um, so yeah. you have to be nominated. I had no idea that the Florida Music Hall of Fame even existed until that day. So sure. yeah, I am nom- I am on once you are on the list as a nominee, you can get inducted at any time, but you're never yeah. not nominated. So which mm-hmm. is kind of cool. Okay. Speaking of Hall of Fames, um, the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, they just inducted Janet Jackson, I think. Yeah, that was cool. Was, who do you think, which woman out there should be inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame and why? Hmm. I don't know if, if uh, they are or they aren't, but Pat Benatar, is she inducted? <laughs> Into the hall, I I think she might be, but she was amazing back in the day. You know, yeah, in the eighties, I used to be like, yeah, she had that (laughs) rough voice, that that power. You know, I've always heard the black singers, but when you hear like Pat Benatar and you hear like the really, uh, you know, uh, different diversities singing and they're singing all out, it was just like amazing to me. I love it. Yeah, Pat Benatar, better. I mean, if she's not in there, she should be. Okay. We also ask um, a question of who's your top five artists ever and why? Top five? Luther yeah. Vandross. Luther that Vandross. man could sing. Yeah. Okay? <laughs> Luther Vandross, as far as when my mom, Evelyn Thomas, she showed me not just the music side, but the mommy side. So I got to see yeah. and appreciate both ends, the personal life and the music, and she's just an inspiration altogether. Um, Mahalia Jackson was one that really, really touched me because every time I would go over to my my grandmother's yeah. house, she would be playing Mahalia Jackson. Um, so funny, I was just browsing on the YouTube before we came on, and I was watching um, the TV one, Keisha Campbell. Campbell said her mom used to be the backup singer for Mahalia Jackson. Ooh, child, yeah, Keisha like, could sing. Yeah, I was like, oh, that's where she got the singing from. The mm-hmm. mom. <laughs> yep, she could sing. She could sing. Yeah. She can sing. Oh, definitely, definitely. Um, that was three, right? So we got Luther, Evelyn Thomas, uh, Mahalia Jackson, and uh, definitely Earth, Wind, and Fire. Ooh, wow. yeah. I mean, all of those instruments, the, the energy that they put on the stage, which is amazing. Yeah. Earth, Wind, and Fire, definitely. And the last one is going to be something of a different, because I listen to a lot of different music. So Dizzy Galipsy is amazing, only because I used to actually sing to his, his, um, his instruments. Like, I learned how to move my voice and to kind of like jump from one note to the other by yeah. just mimicking the instruments with Dizzy Galipsy. So, and, and that's just, yeah, top five. Yep. I remember, I remember him on the Cosby Show when he was doing the mm-hmm. the thing with his mouth. Oh yeah! And then Rudy was like trying to imitate it. <laughs> <laughs> I remember, I remember all that. Oh yeah. man, yeah, those are good old days. Don't tell my age. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
so is there anything else that you would like the audience to know about you about me yeah um just that you know hey you know check out everything you know dream chasers radio yaya diamonds music we do everything here out of love out of the respect for the talent um i'm a true person if you tell me something it stays with me and and if you want them to know you tell them you know (laughs) it's it's like um and just uh, i just i do things you know when people come on the show i do not edit what they say to make it sound different or some say something else everything is truthful and straightforward um and we only edit out big bloopers and stuff like that yeah yeah yeah. yeah, but it's it's all truth radio, you know, truth and podcasting, truth here. And I'm I'm you know, I'm here for for everybody to to literally be encouraged and listen to the interviews and and get those ideas that they had and run with that. Yeah. Is your show airs weekly? Um, My show airs every day. Every day. <laughs> every day. They could check you out on the website and then the yeah. link is there. Yeah, it's everything, and you can even put it. Put my name in Google, and it'll come up with all the stuff. I'm on IMDb. Yeah. I'm on, I'm on all the major pack podcast uh, stations with music and podcasting. So yeah. Okay. So thanks for the interview. Oh, thank you. It was entertaining. We learned some new things. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. No and I don't give many interviews, so thank you. Yeah, I've seen, yeah, seen that. Let us know your thoughts below and hit that notification bell after subscribing. Visit WWETVN.com to check out this worldwide exclusive.